All right, good morning, everybody. Hope you all have your big old cups of coffee so we can get in just a half episode today going through five of the trending articles in the crypto space. My apologies if you were hoping for 10, but I'm feeling a little rough right now, so um, that's where we're at. So let's hop into things as always. Link will be down in the description that you can use to find all the articles we've talked about today. First things up, this Deutsche Telekom subsidiary is to operate a Chainlink node. Heck yeah. So Chainlink announced today the addition of T-Systems Multimedia Solutions, a subsidiary of T-Mobile. Owners uh, Deutsche Telekom, a Chainlink node op as a Chainlink node operator. Bam! This new partnership, of course, is further solidifying the commanding, very commanding position of Chainlink as the dominant Oracle provider for on-chain data needs. So T Systems MMS facilitates digital transformation among large and medium-sized corporations, focused on developing new digital business models for the customer experience, improvements in industrial Internet of Things applications, and more. Woo. Oh man, so T-Systems, MMS's parent company, Deutsche Telekom, uh, is the largest telecom provider in Europe with a revenue of more than two, by revenue, with more than 200,000 employees. So they're big, they're established, they're backing up Chainlink. The winds just keep continuing for this crypto, quite honestly. So T-Systems, head of blockchain solutions center, Andres Dietrich, is quoted as saying the requirements for verifiability, availability, and authenticity of digital assets are increasing. Any meaningful blockchain application scenario would thus require interaction with the real world, and that is what Chainlink can provide through its Oracle solutions. Mm -hmm. So, Chainlink is the first public blockchain network to which we are currently providing infrastructure and staking services in the future. This brings us to a lot closer to our vision of establishing public blockchains for the basis of numerous use cases. As you guys should probably all know, China has had a freaking awesome year. Uh, it's gotten integrated into multiple high-profile protocols and services. Uh, Nexo, Orchid, um, Tezos, Kyber, and they've not gone on notice. Link tokens are up more than 300% year to date. Any of my Link Marines out there, congrats to you all. Hope it continues. But yeah, no, this is good for uh, Chainlink. It's not the craziest, you know, yay, they're operating a node. Um, eventually they'll be staking once Chainlink goes that route, so that'll be cool for them as well. But mostly it just shows Chainlink is getting pretty integrated into the institutions of today. And that's going to be really key for the long-term success of the crypto space. And by Chainlink doing this, they're further cementing the reasons why they should be a top 10 um, and potentially a top 5 crypto. Definitely don't be sleeping on Chainlink, especially if you have been. Um, it's not too late, I don't think, but as always... I'm some guy in his basement with a microphone. Don't believe anything I say without doing your own research. Cool, cool, cool. All right, hopping over to number two. Ethereum 2.0's final testnet is going to be launching on August 4th. That is like 
just under two weeks away. Very nice. So the long, 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 long awaited Ethereum 2.0 network upgrade has taken one step closer to launch with a preliminary date announcement for the final planned public testnet. The platform's launch coordinator, Danny Ryan, shared the news on the testnet's discussion board on Discord. After discussions with client teams, the next multi-client testnet, mainnet config, including min validator numbers, will have a mine genesis time of August 4th. Finally. So I'll take a moment of silence to mourn the fact that this should have happened like two years ago. All right, and moment over. So phase zero of ETH 2.0 has been running on various testnets since the Genesis block was created at Fort Beacon Chain in April. Phase zero is the first stage in the long-awaited upgrade to proof of stake, which will dramatically increase transaction speeds. Instead of the current proof of work system, which involves miners, ETH 2.0 will be secured by users putting up a minimum of 32 Ethereum to stake to run a validating node. So yeah. Beacon Chain went live on the initial testnet called Sapphire in April. That was successful. They did 32 nodes in May on test on the Topaz testnet, and they issued staking rewards. Then the Onyx testnet commenced in June, and they ran it steady with around 20,000 validators. And finally, Altoona coordinated multi-client testnet for Phase Zero went live in early July. So they've been doing things, it's just, it's taking so long. But the final one is here, so they are still on track for a late 2020 phase zero drop, which just finally. Obviously they faced increased pressure from users like me, um, and from a surge in stablecoin issuance and the DeFi boom. Gas usage and network fees have skyrocketed to record levels, leaving the platform open to criticism from its detractors. In the interim, layer two scaling solutions could alleviate these bottlenecks and bring gas fees back down to sustainable levels. But in the long run, there's a lot riding on Ethereum 2.0, if I haven't emphasized that enough already. Just finally is one I gotta <laughs> the most I gotta say, but no, Ethereum is still the king. And they're showing now they are getting close to making the moves they need to make to keep it that way. Um, I believe Ethereum's transaction volume, once you factor in all their dApps, apps, and DeFi protocols, has eclipsed the transactions of Bitcoin. So that is huge. Um, it's actually, if it's being used more than the parent network, it has flipped it in a way. But that's just a rumor I heard. So we'll see how that actually stands up. Probably see an article pop up for that the next day or two if that actually is the case. So pop over to article number three. We'll talk about Tron. Oh yes, everyone's favorite. Justin Sun announced three major uh, decisions for the platform that relate to the DeFi sector on Tron. As Tron continues to expand its DeFi sector infrastructure, despite the criticism Sun has received from the crypto community, some accusing Tron of them of copying trends. I mean, probably, but eh, he's going to do what works. So he announced an alternative to the Ethereum-based Uniswap that will be called JustSwap. The Tron-based protocol will be launched on August 17th of this year and aims to provide a service to solve the problem of decentralized liquidity on the Tron network. 
Oh yeah, the Ethereum-based protocol is characterized by allowing ERC-20 tokens to be exchanged, but without traders having to create buy or sell orders. So adding a different blockchain-based um, platform to do the same thing, not a horrible idea. Uh, he's all, they also announced yield farming uh, between the stablecoin Just USDJ and the JST token. Uh, yield farming will be available from August 31st of this year, which for those of you living under a rock consists of taking, for an example, a quantity of Ethereum and taking advantage of the different protocols in the DeFi sector to get the, int, the highest return on the initial investment. Oh yeah, they can take loans and swap it back and forth and all these other things. It's crazy what they can do. I've watched several YouTube videos, cannot figure it out, but hey, more power to you. And then finally, Tron's CEO announced the launch of an Oracle service, but didn't specify an exact date, unlike previous announcements. Oracles, as we talked about with Chainlink, are a service that allows protocols in the DeFi sector, or any sector, to obtain reliable off-chain information without compromising network security. Some members of the crypto community suggested that Sun cooperate with Chainlink. However, rumors, 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 rumors. If um, I know Justin Sun, and I don't, but my idea would be if he's doing an Oracle, he's not going to want to partner with Chainlink. He's going to want a Tron Oracle, which actually could be the best thing long term for the space. It would bring a challenge to Chainlink. So if he could actually get actual... Um, businesses and stuff like that to sign on to Tron purely for the Oracle, that could actually work for him. But alrighty, let's hop over to number four. There's a new kid in town. Uh, so the Avalanche blockchain protocol raises 42 million in a four and a half hour public sale. Um, it's founded by Cornell University's Emin Gunsier and is, yeah, they just completed their $42 million public token sale after raising 12 million in a private sale in June. Uh, Avalanche blockchain developer Ava Labs said that the Avalanche network launch is expected to come by the end of August. I doubt very many of you here have heard of it. I've actually been following him on Twitter for some time. Very interesting guy. Uh, the Avalanche protocol that they're running on is very different. So I would highly suggest you check it out. Um, at the very least, he's an interesting guy to follow. This is a coin I'm actually going to be watching with uh, great interest. So when I saw an article pop up on Cointelegraph, I was like, oh, I absolutely have to talk about this. So, yeah. So this $42 million public sale took place on the 15th of this month, and they ran out in just four hours and 33 minutes, which originally it was expected to take at least two weeks. Good for Ava on that. Um, the public sale reportedly launched in compliance with U.S. federal financial regulations. Um, so that's good. So they're starting off on the right foot. Uh, as previously reported, the Avalanche token, or AVAX, is the native utility token of the Avalanche program and is not pegged to any asset. By participating in the token sale, investors reserve the right to contribute to the growth and development of the Avalanche network. While not let, yet listed on any exchanges, they're scheduled to be distributed upon the main net launch in August. So yeah, uh, referring to themselves as the Internet of Blockchains, the Avalanche Protocol is designed to provide an open source platform and a layer one protocol for launching decentralized finance applications and enterprise blockchain solutions. Yeah, interesting little crypto that's getting launched. 
like I said, I'm very interested in seeing where this protocol goes. I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. Um, if I can in any way, shape, or form, I might actually be buying into this, but this is, of course, based on the fact that I've been following these people for some time on Twitter, on Discord, and all those other things. So don't just be buying into it because I think it's good. Do some research into it, and if you think it's good, buy it yourself. All right, the U.S. Senate. Oh, yeah, they're finally holding a hearing. Not finally, but they're holding a hearing to discuss how a digital dollar could combat China. So, yeah, it'll be on... Thursday, which I believe is tomorrow, they'll have a panel testifying for a digital dollar in light of China's digital yuan. Uh, the U.S. dollar could lose its status as the world reserve currency unless the United States innovates in this area because China's getting ready to roll it out and we're still kind of talking about it. So the hearing called U.S.-China Winning the Economic Competition will feature a discussion on digital dollars and the idea of creating a state-issued stablecoin in addition to the U.S. dollar. Senator Tom Cotton will chair the meeting. On the last Senate meeting, he discussed a digital dollar as a means of getting ahead of China. Now it seems to be uh, a means of keeping equal with China. On the panel will be J. Christopher Giancarlo, also known as, apparently, Crypto Dad. He's a senior counsel at the New York-based Wilkie, Farr, and Gallagher. Uh, he's the founder of the Digital Dollar Project. He actually put out an interesting article that got a heavy criticism for Ripple, because I believe that's who Wilkie, Farr, and Gallagher are actually technically owned by. So we talked about that in the very early days of this channel, but he's definitely been an advocate in the crypto space for some time. So his top concern is modernizing the very architecture of the dollar itself so it can remain as globally attractive and technologically useful as previously it has been. So he has pushed for a project as a solution for the coronavirus-stricken economy to increase the use of technology and a way to encourage faster economic stimulus distribution. Uh, it's also to mitigate against China's imminent, and I mean imminent, digital yuan, which is being tested with the salaries of government officials and the ride-sharing app Didi or Didi. It's their version of Uber. So they're getting pretty close to a national rollout. Um, you know, a digital dollar for any of those concerned won't mean physical dollars are going out of circ. Uh, instead, digital alternatives will be will function alongside the existing system. I mean, yeah, it's kind of time for the United States to get on board. Honestly, it's kind of time like six months ago for the United States to kind of get on board with this. But what can I say? We got to do it now. Best time was six months ago. Next best time is now. Uh, Giancarlo states private enterprise is an important part liking it to the moon mission and the internet's rise. Uh, he's quoted as saying, we saw that when President Kennedy called for the U.S. government to lead the way with private sector innovation to get us to the moon, we saw it when the U.S. government laid the cornerstones for the foundation of the internet, with the private sector paving the way for the IT revolution that followed. Uh, maybe you shouldn't, you know, call up Elon Musk. So, yeah. Um, my opinions on this are pretty straightforward. The United States should have done this a long time ago. Uh, China is making the moves they need to make. They're actually starting to base large chunks of their economy preliminary on blockchain, and they're testing it. And that's the thing that China is really good at. They will pick up a new thing. They will use their control, because they are a communist-controlled country, and they'll use that control to 
essentially just force everyone onto the same page. So they can push through these changes for large swaths of the economy. If they work, they keep them. If they don't work, they dump them, go back to the old thing, and no one's allowed to ever talk about the fact that they switched. And that is working well to their advantage as opposed to the more chaotic nature of our democracy. Uh, China has plenty, plenty, plenty of awful, awful things going on with it, and I actually really wish we would do more to intervene against them, uh, particularly with the Uyghurs. But this is necessary for us to compete with them and make sure they don't become a world superpower and start to lord their dominance over other countries anymore than they already are. But hey, those were the five trending news articles in the crypto space that we're talking about today. Thank you for going on this journey with me. If you've made it this far, please subscribe. Um, you have no idea how far it goes to help out this channel. Um, yeah, so hopping over to CoinMarketCap. Top 10 cryptos today. Uh, everything was doing really well today, so today is more of a flat day. Yeah, Bitcoin and Ethereum, pretty flat. XRP is pretty flat, cash, SV, Cardano's down just over a percent, percent and a quarter, and Binance Coin's down 1.6%, and crypto's flat. But nothing too crazy, no staggering, awful, horrible drops. Chainlink's ticking back up, Tezos is up about 3%, uh, VeChain's still chilling at number 9, Tron's still chilling at number 17. So that will do it for the day as always all articles are down in the description the link that you can follow to find them uh, and that being said i will see all of you tomorrow have a great day